If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. Fridays in your practice, email my exclusive promo code MMT2 to helix at helix4, the number four, pain.com to receive samples of these new professional pain relief creams and find a medical to supply distributor near you. You'll get a starter kit with several samples, patient information brochures, and it's a great way to help patients and grow your practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our online four-month mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery. And my co-host, Dr. Andrew Rothschild, is not with me today. Uh, but I have a very special guest today, Dr. Joseph Salomon. Uh, he's a chiropractor. You want to give a little background and then tell your story? Sure. Nice to meet you. And uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, no problem. I've been a chiropractor since 1988. Uh, it's about 35 years now. I graduated from Palmer College of Chiropractic in Davenport, Iowa, and basically received a lot of uh, postgraduate courses in biomechanics and emergency room procedures, um, accident reconstruction, and also uh, tried to pioneer the first group of chiropractors in an emergency department to be on call in New Jersey. Uh, we had on call for 15 years there being um, called 24-hour shifts, which was interesting. And I've uh, been in private practice now for that time and looking forward to discussing it a great interesting case uh, for everyone. All right, shoot. I think um, even telling the story someday, you can come back again on how you even started, uh, you know, the ED practice, what formerly known as ER. That That's uh, the origin story is, a, is another story, but you can go ahead and tell us your case now. Yeah, just so you know, um, permission was granted by the patient um, and friend to talk about her story. Um, she was a college girl um, that was, had an addiction problem. And basically she went to the emergency room for severe pain in her back, um, with her college professor. Um, when she was at school, she was complaining so much of stuff. She didn't want to go to the emergency room because she was not a drug seeker. She was not into, uh, trying to get drugs in the ER. Um, so the e uh, professor from her university actually went with her there and he was very um, confused why the ER would not see her. They actually thought she was a drug seeker and didn't want to deal with her. So they actually uh, did a cursory examination and told her basically to leave. There's not much wrong with her. And this isn't a place for drugs or any kind of um, uh, pain relieving medication. And she actually said that. She did not want to have that. So basically, she returned home. She developed a severe spinal infection, 
which was going on. That was actually the uh, diagnosis upon her uh, uh, admittance to the emergency room from quadriplegia. She basically had a MRSA infection in her spine. Um, she be became a quadriplegic because of it. Um, of course, uh, bedridden now. ER finally doing all the workup and showing that she did have a spinal infection, um, which they did not treat at all in the first um, visit to the ER. So she, as she became um, handicapped and, and really disabled, she was living in a home. She basically had nowhere to stay. No one could care for her because she was basically just on an actual bed. Um, she couldn't, no, uh, really, 100%, no use of her arms or legs, not even uh, any motor control, uh, late sensation she had. Um, and basically, they told her this is the way she's going to be the rest of her life. So growing up with her and knowing her before she was this uh, patient in the, in the hospital, um, we were friendly, and she at, reached out to me finally and just asked me if she can come in and see is there anything can a chiropractor do for her because she is basically... Um, not getting any better. They told her there's nothing too much more they can do with her. So she came into my office in an ambulance. They came in on a stretcher. And I says, let me take a look again and start working on her. So with that, we did. And I started doing some of the techniques chiropractors learned. I reached into my bag of tricks here and started doing um, some manual, uh, manual treatments. I started doing some uh, light force techniques, of course, in range of motion uh, exercises with her. And with her spine being stable, uh, we looked at her x-rays, her CAT scans, MRIs, and you know, did a full workup on her. And after realizing that her spine was basically stable and the infected area was, still, was okay now after uh, years of being healed, I started to work her upper cervical spine, her atlas occipital junction, and she was very sore after it. She says, I don't know what you did, but it was really sore. So we started seeing her biweekly. And she says, I don't know what's going on. She goes, but a few days after the treatment, I get feeling in my hands. She goes, and my arms, look, I could lift up my arms. So basically now, a year later, she comes in on a wheelchair. She actually has motion in her arms. She's a, a paraplegic now. Um, she wrote her name for the first time uh, with a pen. And she was able to scratch her back with a back scratcher attached to the Velcro as an adaptive uh, measure. And she, was, she, she really is living a quality of life now that is just such a, such a nice way. And, and by treating her and using using um, the chiropractic techniques uh, we learned in school, of course, we basically use some CBD creams in the Helix products. And when we use them, she, she commented and says, I don't know what you put on me. She goes, but this is the best stuff I ever had and I can't believe that it works. She goes, I have less pain. So basically with the CBD products, um, and using different creams in our office for analgesia, the Helix products, to me, were so effective that I just said to her, this is, this is the best one out now. So we've been using it for many, uh, many months now. 
Um, she purchases it. She likes it. She uses it daily. Uh, I gave her a note to have one of the aides uh, use it on her daily because that was one of the restrictions. They couldn't use outside products in their in their uh, facility, so we gave her a prescription to use it. And now she's basically doing great. She comes in uh, monthly now um, in a wheelchair. She's self-sufficient with getting around. She could actually uh, bathe her hair with her arms. She could write. She could use a phone, and she's trying to get a job. So I think this case is just just really the three points to uh, come out with it. In, in an ER, just like any of us, we can all miss things and just watch out. Common sense. Use use the knowledge that you learned in school and in practice. To just kind of take a look at things. Always request the records. Always look at the films if you could. And combine all therapy options. There's no reason why she can't get uh, physiotherapy with, with Cairo, with medical care. Um, Everybody has something good to offer to the patient, and we all want to decrease the need for narcotics nowadays. And I think, um, you know, conservative care, as, as we practice, along with traditional care, is a, is a nice combination for people that have conditions you don't think are able to be treated. It's worth at least giving them a uh, chance to get better, uh, which we would on this side. There are plenty of my colleagues that said, you can't treat her. There's nothing you're going to do with her. And it was a nice combination now to use the uh, chiropractic with some physical therapy modalities along with the CBD and Helix creams. And um, if you ever wanted to learn more about them, there's an actual website called Helix and the number four pain.com, which is really uh, great to use for a healthcare professional. These products are only used through healthcare only ordered through healthcare professionals and not sold in the retail environment. So uh, that's the story, and it's a great story, and I'm hopeful that other people in her facility can be uh, treated also. Um, and it's a, it's a great way to offer services to people you wouldn't think uh, you'd even be able to treat. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, I think any normal uh, orthopedic or medical professional would think that there really wasn't much you can do for other than pain relief. I mean, we could always give pain relief, but, yeah. but you know, something, especially um, like quadriplegia after uh, an infection, um, you know, it I'm just thinking, I guess because it wasn't traumatic, that that's the reason why there was an actual improvement. But yeah, that, that is really interesting. And, you know, um, Helix, as you guys have probably heard uh, for the last like several episodes, is a sponsor. I've been using it for several months now after they reached out to me. So they sponsor my podcast, they sponsor my seminars, and you know I've been using it in combination with manual therapy and ISTM. And the patients that really like it the best and keep on coming back for it in my practice are the centrally sensitized ones who don't really get a lot of relief other than transient relief with manual techniques. So um, they, they definitely get relief i you know i like it myself anytime i'm sore after a workout i use the roll-on in my upper traps or i just use the cream on my arms or something after workout and my kids are always like oh are you drinking root beer or is it that cream stuff because they all think it smells like root beer and they, <laughs> they think it smells really good so i also think a bonus is that it smells good too um so yeah thanks for coming on doc uh is there anywhere people can find you on social media do you have anything else to plug like yeah you can um you, yeah sure you can go to my uh site it's dr joseph salabone and it's s it's dr um dr joseph j-o-s-e-p-h and it's s-a-l-a 
make sure you include the A, not an O. It's S-A-L-A-M-O-N-E.com. And you'll see on there we have a lot of experience with um, various kinds of cases. Uh, we do a lot with Lyme disease. I don't know if you have any people that have uh, Lyme disease or suffered with that because everybody comes in with pain. And you always have to ask in our northeast area, especially, is the pain systemic or is it localized? And a lot of times we're getting a lot of systemic issues coming from Lyme disease where the joints ache them and, and inflammation and so on. So always ask patients if they could have had a tick-borne illness. And that's another thing to uh, question. Oh, for sure. In the Northeast, yeah. I mean, I'm in Buffalo, New York area. And every time, uh, I mean, we always spray our kids. We use, uh, you know, permethrin and procaridin. And um, we spray our kids and we spray our dogs with, like, this all-natural stuff that they hate, like this lemony-smelling stuff. But anytime we see, uh, like, long grass, we always call that Tick City. And our kids yep. know to avoid <laughs> We can yeah. let our kids know enough to avoid it. And then we go camping a lot. And every time... Uh, you know, we see other kids just like running around barefoot in, in the grass or anything. We just shake our heads and think like, oh, man, they're going to Tick City. <laughs> yeah, it's real. And people just have to realize that um, the, the effects of it can be long lasting. And, and to just, men, you know, as, as a patient comes in and they look like a difficult case, sometimes you have to just kind of get into that history of were they ever in the woods or exposed or had any type of atypical rashes and so on. So that's an interesting, sure. um, you know, model of treat also. Yeah. All right. Well, you can come on and tell a story about that, too, because it's something that I think many clinicians, they just expect everything to be a typical orthopedic or MSK issue. And when something doesn't make sense, surely within two or three visits, you should know that someone's going to respond to your typical care or your tool bag. And then there's right. all kinds of interesting cases and other things that could be going on that aren't your you know, typical orthopedic condition. All right. Well, thanks for yeah. coming on again, Doc. Great. Thank you, Dr. E, and have a great day. All right. You too. If you guys have any interesting cases or comments, you can always reach out. Make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. And you guys, as always, have a great day. Untold Physio Stories is now sponsored by MyPT Insurance. Insurance just got easier. Through continued research, MyPT Insurance has crafted a policy that is economical and provides you with the peace of mind you need. Your extensive education, training, and experience as a PT allows you to assist clients in achieving their personal health goals. By practicing without individual professional liability insurance, you could be placing your career and future finances at risk. Whether you're a student, self-employed, or employed with a company, MyPT Insurance is here to provide affordable insurance coverage while protecting you and your patients. MyPT Insurance's plan also includes mobile coverage, which means it follows you wherever you work in the United States. Employed rates and self-employed rates are available. Visit myptinsurance.com slash edge to sign up today.